0: Big bro don't give a shit Big bro's omnipotent. Big bro don't give shit Big bro's omnipotent. Big bro don't give a shit Hi, thanks for joining. That's Dystopia. Allergic to Bullshit featuring JT33. You can find that music and all the music we play. Go to infiniteplainsociety.com Everything there is linked. It's a hub. All right, it's now midnight Eastern time. Uh, Phones are open, 833-311-1984. Mostly open topics. There are a number of things I want to address. Some interesting information came across my desk here. Uh, The other day I incorrectly stated that the conspiracy is that Michael Jackson faked his death and was subsequently spotted wearing the skin of Dave Dave who's one of his friends. Uh, Well, no, it turns out that, no, the theory is, is that Dave Dave is a disguise that Michael Jackson wears. So it's not totally Hannibal Lecter material here, but the story is this. Yeah, he appropriated the persona, the identity, of someone he was known to be friends with as a perfect cover to then go on TV and, you know, do the Duper's Delight thing, which has to be part of the big ritual that they all do. I mean, they all do this. Again, phones are open, numbers on the screen if you want to call in. I'm gonna check and see if I have any voicemails. I may have. I am trying to get to a lot of the messages I've missed. And if I see interesting comments on any of our uh, 50 YouTube channels, I will usually screen cap them and put them up in the Minds account for those of you who are interested in seeing. For example, here's a comment regarding our investigation into Shazam. The Mandela Effect, that isn't a Mandela Effect. It's just a movie title that the Mandela affected got wrong. And as usual, uh, they don't take responsibility for making a mistake. They blame the universe. So this is a comment from Infinite Plane Radio. Hey, I
1: wanted to talk about this GameStop stuff a bit, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, by all means. And did you happen to catch yesterday's live stream about where we mentioned at the end the peculiar resemblance between the GameStop guy and the CEO of Robinhood?
1: Yeah, I saw that. You know, I feel like a lot of this stuff is put out there just to kind of gaslight us as conspiracy theorists and like be like, oh, this is so obvious. But really,
0: no one's going to listen to us because we're saying, you know, crazy shit like that,
1: even though it might be true.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, because you know you have this legitimate criticism of what is obviously a sigh up, probably to scapegoat freedom in some way. And yeah, they, they have the obviously the same clown playing both roles. And if you pointed out, you're the crazy one, the ultimate in gaslighting.
1: Yeah, but uh, what I wanted to say was this whole GameStop thing it kind of reminds me of Occupy Wall Street and like so I go on Facebook and I see all my liberal friends posting about how like you know the little guy's getting at the big guy on Wall Street so I kind of already smell that this is like a psyop because those memes are going viral but the point I want to make is like the guy on Wall Street really isn't our enemy it's the government regulators that are bailing out the wall street hedge, fund hedge funds and working with them you know to corrupt the free market
0: great points i mean i've looked into occupy wall street i hadn't made the correlation but i can see where you're getting at if they if their argument is the 1% have hoarded too much of the wealth and it needs to be redistributed. It's this Marxist concept that they got it through some kind of a crime, they deprived the rest of it just by owning it. And yeah, they're largely scapegoated, the uh, one percenters. And I haven't seen that in the rhetoric, but it wouldn't surprise me if this wasn't some sort of digital antifa.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I see it as just a misdirection uh, of where we need to focus our energy. Like I said, it's really the government regulators and what I see is, it's the poor people going after the rich people when really, you know, they may be more scumbaggy than us, but really there's, there's some people up there that are just trying to navigate through the game and get to somewhere where they can actually do something. And
0: um Right, I think we should not be demonizing the so-called rich. And this is something that I also think pertains to the QAnon line of thinking where they're able to scapegoat some group that they never meet and they can't defend themselves. And they build this case that all of our problems can be ascribed to that group. And if we get rid of them, society's better. And what they're doing is they're definitely conflating criminality with the normal due course of things. And so again, uh, they're definitely blaming the free market for what the government intervention is responsible for. And the free market always gets blamed.
1: I say. Anyway, but, um, I can't remember what I was going to say, but I, I just wanted to drop a solution because,
0: you know, we have talked about... Hey, one, quite one second here. Um, I mean, we appreciate you keeping grandma safe by wearing multiple masks, but you're kind of muffled. But yeah, I want to hear your suggestion. Oh, sorry. Uh, can you
1: hear me better now? Yeah, much better. Okay, so uh, the only solution I really see to everything that's happening is entrepreneurship honestly the the only way i can see us you know getting away from mass mandates and uh I, I just feel like the future is you being enslaved by your employer and you're not being you're not allowed to speak out like on facebook or anything about your real political opinion you gotta wear your mask you gotta show up on time
0: you, you know what i'm saying like the only way i see it out is to start your own business you know what that's a great point in fact i was speaking with someone about this today how if you play into it and you act the victim, you quarantine, you cover up your your face with multiple layers of cloth or whatever, if you go through it and you literally just give up on life, well, then you're playing into the WHO's global Manchhausen syndrome by proxy operation, which is what it is. They want you to be sick and defeated. And you're right. The answer to this is to be an entrepreneur, uh, to become independent so that you're not even worried about what the government tells you you can and can't do because you're, exactly. and that's, that is the solution. Instead of waiting for the storm, which apparently it's going to happen on March 4th. Any thoughts on that? Oh, man, I don't know. Like, the way I here is is, if there's people behind the scenes
1: doing something, like, okay, that's a good thing, but at the end of the day, we still got to keep doing what we can. That doesn't mean we don't sit around and do nothing, like, uh, I want to say this to all the QAnon supporters. I live in California and they closed down the beaches. We didn't have to vote to get the beaches back. The way we got the beaches back is we went out and we civilly disobeyed. They told us that we couldn't leave our house without masks. We didn't have to vote to get to leave our house without masks. It's just so many people disobeyed. So really, the answer, in my opinion, is just to educate people, but to do it in a way where we're not attacking their egos, because
0: that's really what the problem is, is people are
1: getting their feet in on their position, and you know what I'm saying? We're all guilty of it,
0: so. No, I got your point here, and I thought when the protests against the lockdowns first started, you know, at first I'm like, okay, this is interesting, however, if you're going to gather around like sheep, and gather around government buildings and just ba all day and ask for permission, you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, at that point, you're negotiating away your freedoms. What they could have done, and yeah. I'm not telling them what to do out there in Michigan, their protests were great, but what if all those same exact individuals just went back to work and pretended that they never watched the news? They could have ignored the thing out and, of existence.
1: Exactly, and I guess that's what's happening in Italy right now is All the
0: businesses are just
1: reopening and ignoring the rules. And that's actually, what's funny is, so the California government, they just said they're opening up the restaurants and stuff again, but there was already restaurants opening up before that in my neighborhood. So it was kind of like they're trying to show that they didn't lose power, like, oh, we're actually letting things open up, but really the people were already opening up
0: yeah i could see that they wouldn't want to Decide lose face lockdown. yeah exactly because they want to get us accustomed to the idea that your rights are actually privileges that are granted and can be taken away uh, getting people acclimated to that kind of relationship with big brother and yeah i saw the disobedience in other countries in denmark um, all over the place really and in america though it wasn't so solid and i guess it's because it's an election year but there was no solidarity here across mm-hmm. the aisle with uh, regards to the lockdowns in fact the left here they're diehard believers in all the fake science. They're so scared of asteroids. Half of them, I'm, I'm expecting to put on helmets at some point this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they you know, have you noticed that a lot of these people that
1: uh, are pro mainstream and don't or don't care about, uh, you know, all these lockdowns and businesses being op- forced to operate at, like half capacity, a lot of them are
0: gamers. Have you noticed that? Oh, describe demon. I know what you mean, but I think I know what you mean. But go ahead and say what you mean by demon. No, oh, no. Gamers. <laughs> okay, gamers. Okay. Like video gamers. Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, the the, the video gamer, exactly. These that, That's part of the culture that's been coddled and babied and prepared to go to Mars. And their entire life mm-hmm. is lived through computer models, not just their entertainment. Uh, I thought you said demons. And, you know, to that point... I do think there is something <laughs> demonic about replacing your individuality and joining with the ma mo- the hive mind, where it's like six feet apart, yep. goose stepping, hide your human features. hmm Um. Yeah, I, I can't remember how I was it a phone while back, but they're they're probably
1: gone on YouTube, and they're talking about how we were entering the Mars like age, and like how. Like we're all going to be suiting up and stuff, like kind of like what's going on now with masks and visors and things, and it, like going to Mars, like how, like I, just, I don't know what's going on. With I don't even keep up anymore. You know, but I like, suppose he's going to Mars, and at the same time, we're kind of going to Mars with, you know, this this attire
0: that we're going to be, uh, this is going to be pushed on us, you know. You know, this is an interesting point here. Because I've caught a number of storylines that they say, one of them is that Mars used to be like earth and then a rock hit it and biomatter Mm -hmm. basically flung panspermia style, hit the earth, impregnated it. Now we're here. So it's like, we're actually going back to where we came from, but they've been making this correlation between Mars and earth. But they have said, and Bezos explicitly said this, that before we go into space, uh, we're going to have sustainable authoritarian control here on Earth to keep Earth stable. So yes, we're going to Mars oh, here and out there. Oh man, people are going to want to leave Earth to go to
1: Mars and then really like go into fucking underground. some <laughs> shit.
0: It's sick. And you know what? You know what's interesting though—the uh, New Age movement. Uh, you know, not just Wicca, but the the whole occult thing, and even I guess the Masonic thing. Because these things all overlap. Uh, their whole movement is about this transition from the age of Osiris to the age of Horus, who is the Egyptian god that correlates with Mars. So we're entering into an age where the dominant influence is no longer Apollo, but Mars. So the occultists and the science pro- or the space program have the same kind of timeline, which is very interesting. And I predicted last year that 2021 we're going to see people in spacesuits, and it's starting to happen. Who did you say uh, predicted that? The occultists? The masons? Who? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. The Aeon of Horus is the uh, the backbone of their narrative, the Thelemites. And when you get into NASA and the space program's origin, Jack Parson was the American counterpart to Aleister Crowley. And his book, Book of the Law, about the transition into the New Age, specifically said you know that the world would be undergoing transformations into the age of Mars or Horus. So I find it interesting that now their next stop, and they've moved the timeline forward to 2026. The next timeline is, you know, that's right around the corner, but that would be, I think, a defining moment if this is a transition into this new age. And I think the new age and the space age are the same thing. It's just not as um, overtly occultic. It's disguised with science. Yeah. Um, doubling back to the entrepreneurship thing. What are your thoughts on Dairy V? Never heard of it. What is it? No way. You never heard of Dairy Vaynerchuk? Uh, go ahead and fill us in. Um, man, that's crazy. Dairy Vaynerchuk
1: is like, um, he's a entrepreneur. Like, really, like, biggest guy on the internet for social media marketing, He's always posting content, always positive, good stuff, and, like, I, I've tried to look at him through a conspiratorial lens and see what's going on. He's Jewish, um, but uh, other than that, I can't really see what his agenda could be besides to get people to uh, spend time on social media, even if it's for business purposes, but I, if you don't know who he is, it's...
0: Well, let me maybe. Like What's his, spell? His name, his last name for me. V a y n
1: e r c h u c k.
2: But usually, just goes by. Oh, okay, v-
0: okay. I know who this guy is. I used to watch all of his videos yeah. when I was learning how to do fulfillment by Amazon, and uh, yeah, kind of a oh, drill sergeant-y, motivational speaker type, yeah. very bright guy, and. You know, I think I remember him last year. He said he had something to say um, after Kobe's crash. But uh, yeah, I know who this individual is. I just never heard his last name What do you think about him? Uh, You know, these individuals are influencers. Um, I think that his his whole um, approach and all that, I can't really find fault with it, but I would have to look deeper. I, I haven't found anything specifically wrong. I mean, what's wrong with having a the attitude that you can succeed. I guess a lot of people, especially conspiracy theorists, researchers are so jaded that they think everything's rigged. And why try that you're stuck where you are because you don't have reptilian blood or whatever. And I'm like, no, Um, I've never found that to be the case. And I've always liked people who are entrepreneurial because they're the ones who don't really care about what's happening. And I try to do that too. You know, I see everybody masking up and it's like, well, maybe I can sell plague masks for a minute and make a dumb statement. You know, it's like you can you can it, yeah. look at situations for silver linings.
3: Yeah, and no, I just
1: want to say, if you really are on your eighty six channel, I see I respect your hustle so much. Like, um, personally, I'm trying to start an agency right now, and just like the, I don't know, just your persistence. Like, I see you do your twenty four seven streams. you you got the chats mixing. Like, I see you're putting in work, and like I just feel like. People who do these channels, these conspiracy channels, and they're just constantly starting over. You guys have the the actual will and drive, like, um, like superior to others, because a lot of other people just give up because they're having to start over all the time and shit.
0: Yeah, I think I think in a way this channel, as a network, has evolved, and that was an important thing with the um, becoming decentralized early on. Because I'm thinking, eventually, uh, if we're right about many of our uh, different theories about what's to come. They're going to kill the internet in some way. So we kind of made it a point early on to kind of create a real network. And without that, yeah, you lose one channel. It's difficult to build it back up and it's disheartening if you put time and hours and work and they pulled a plug on it, it's like being fired, but you don't have a boss that fires you. It's some anonymous collective. It's like digital Antifa is mm-hmm. burning down your, your site. Yeah, man, big salute for
1: real. But
0: um, What else did I want to mention? What, what are your thoughts on Nipsey Hussle? Okay, this is an interesting one because uh, I don't think Nipsey Hussle is uh, dead uh, based on my analysis <laughs> of the actual death scene. And there's other layers <laughs> to the story that make me think that he was uh, portraying a character on the world stage like a movie, kind of like uh, any other Hollywood movie but portrayed through entertainment media, TMZ. So they create this fictional persona and they kill him off. And I noticed that they announced he would have a posthumous album release and they announced it on the solstice, last this winter solstice, which is kind of a... This winter? This last winter, this winter? solstice, they announced that there's a new album coming out huh. by Nipsey Hussle. Well, it wouldn't be new, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nipsey, he makes me think like what was really going on because I didn't know who Nipsey Hustle was until after he died. And when I look into his life and how much work he put in, how much work he put out and what his message was, it's just another one of those things like, like what I was kind of trying to get at with you with Gary Vaynerchuk is these people seem like the message they put out is so correct that are they like the good
2: Masons?
0: Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they playing on the light side within this duality or, Oh, interesting point, because there's definitely a lot of Masonic stuff around Nipsey, a lot of Blue Lodge symbolism, and we've discussed this on this channel. But um, yeah, his message overall isn't a a really negative one. And the whole marathon store and the whole thing was really uh, entrepreneurial. I thought maybe by killing him, they were sending the message that there is no way out. There is no hope. And if you succeed off your mm-hmm. own work and merits they're gonna kill you to make an example i thought this was done as a demoralizing psyop
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah I, I always think
1: uh just trauma-based mind control like you, you do the right thing and we're gonna kill him off but like you said i think he's alive he died at 33 he's supposedly shot in the head there was no in the in a crime we have this shitty camera footage and it was in his parking lot where he had cameras and stuff so
0: Oh look, yeah, I did a Yay. a piece Sorry. on him. It's a, a an ebook. It's called, I believe, it's called Nipsey's Not Dead: The Jesus Christ Shuffle, and it's about how his entire death uh-huh. was um, portraying him as like a Christ figure. Even the, the whole Holy Week yeah. narrative was attached to his highly ritualistic death and the marathon length funeral procession. A lot of interesting symbolism around mm-hmm. this character, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's alive. And it turns out that the the great, the highest selling rappers of 2020 were all dead so that should tell you something yeah yeah
1: it's crazy this mom even said at the funeral thing uh there was no blood at the scene of the crime that was like the only thing she mentioned and that went straight over everyone's head but uh uh one more thing i wanted to talk about was one thing i've been thinking about lately is is this all this lockdown shit and all this accelerated tyranny like are they moving this quick because of blockchain
0: technology? You know, it's interesting um, because I'm looking at this as possibly the case that they were planning on this and that this is all controlled demolition, Uh, you know, because, Mm -mm. uh, you know, a lot of indicators to suggest this, uh, specifically point things pointing to the emergence of Bitcoin. You know, 33 years ago, they had that Economist cover with the cash burning and the, the phoenix is holding the coin. They've been very blatant about this having been planned in advance. And then we had the Black Monday market crashes, thirty-three years apart, eighty-seven and twenty-twenty. Both of these highly ritualistic things that tell me how contrived the stuff is.
3: Yeah,
1: um, man, I, I don't. I, it's hard for me to see holes though in in blockchain technology because the way I see it is, I, I think it, I think it is the way out. But I, I the only way I. The only like when i listen to people who seem to understand the technology and they're honestly criticizing it the only real thing you could do to stop blockchain technology would be to destroy the internet or to make it illegal in every country throughout the world which would mean you need like some type of one world government which COVID is somewhat exposing how
0: much how united everybody is good point i didn't realize that until you know i saw this happening with the, uh, the PSYOP in Wuhan, the overacting, and I thought, there's no way. And then 311 comes, and it's like, wow, we're going to fall for this too? I thought we had some measure of autonomy. And I'm like, well, if we're in a new world order, uh, why why should I continue to have this particular president? I'm going to go with Bolsonaro, the guy in Brazil, because I agree with him more. At least he's pushing right. back. So, yeah, the new world order is in – it's definitely in your face now that there's this unified control, and there's no autonomy. It's It's kind of a joke. So – um, as far as this blockchain being a bad or a good thing i'm not quite sure i do know that this yeah. great reset has been planned in advance and it's making the case i think for um most people being obsolete and i don't know if that means people are going to be phased out slowly or overnight yeah i think it's i think it's
1: going to force us all to be uh <laughs> entrepreneurs I mean, we're all gonna have to just utilize all this automation to uh, basically just create what we want I don't know <laughs> I think I see about future one thing I want to mention is have you checked top
0: news feed under YouTube recently top news uh, no what's under it what's what's happening now uh,
1: what one thing I noticed, so I, I'm pretty sure you covered this, was that all the White House videos were getting thumbs down, like crazy ratios.
0: Yeah, I have you seen that. it. right? I, I have seen it, and YouTube was trying to cover it up. It was um, also just underwhelming as far as attendance, and they try to hide that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went over
1: Top News, which is uh, under the home screen, and they have all these different, Popular news outlets and every video was following that same trend of thousands of thumbs down compared to the you know thumbs up, and that really gave me a lot of hope. Just seeing like people are seeing through the bullshit, and even on Facebook, when I would look at these, I just I like to go in the comment section and just see how people are reacting to these COVID posts and stuff. And
2: people,
0: I, we are the I think we may be the majority now. You know, that's something. 2020 has caused um, this I uh, maybe probably unintended effect of instead of people being cowed by the media and its stories, uh, there's been a lot of pushback and non-belief and auto-hoaxing is all but mainstream as a way of appropriating <laughs> the news for people on the internet. And now they're having to put out the bird watch on Twitter. The UN has information volunteers by the tens of thousands trying to um, control us you know, trying to dilute our conversations because I do think the majority know um, on some level
4: yeah. that
0: there's fakery. But, you know, it's just a question, too, of how many people are just so um, complicit or apathetic. or And what's worse, the ones who know it's fake and don't care because they're winning. So there's a lot of uh, – it's worldview warfare, I guess we would call it right now. It's like a religious war going on all around us, a war between real and fake. And fake's in control at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're right about creativity, oh. entrepreneurialism. One of the things with this channel uh, early on is uh, we focused on that because you know, you do filter out a lot of naysayers and people who are expecting the world to end when you uh, reach for people who are you know, trying to think, not necessarily positively, but you know, creatively, productively. And recently we've been putting a lot of our energy into the South Pole cartoon series in order to get our most offensive, uh, politically incorrect, and fact-based ideas out there in an uncensorable format.
1: You play that on this 24-7 thing, right?
0: Yeah, it gets cycled through once in a while.
1: Yeah, I keep hearing you mention the South Pole thing. I need to watch that more. Yeah. But yeah, we we need to be more white-pilled, for sure. There's too much black-pilling going on, red-pilling. We, we need to be, we need to understand the truth, but we also need to be optimistic and creative and trying to, you know, we can we can sort these people. We just have to believe that we can.
0: You know, that's something I want to bring up too. Uh, black pilling. For people who don't know, red pill is uh, seeing through the matrix. Blue pill is being a total sucker. Black pill is coming to the conclusion that it's all hopeless. And it's it's a very toxic way of looking at things. But I want to point out that black pill is actually the bluest pill just looks black. Because if you go along with all the blue pill programming and you follow it through to its conclusion, it is a black pill. So it's not something yeah. that somebody of discernment mm-hmm. would arrive at. Yeah. Bro, you, you should make some auto hoax t-shirts. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. In fact, I have to do a few. I have a request and then I owe somebody a shirt. Um, yeah, in fact, I have a few, but I'm going to consolidate them and put them up on the store. Uh, so, auto-hoax and auto-believer. Auto-hoaxer. I have an auto-hoaxer, auto-hoaxer mug. Here's one. Just auto-hoax it. If you go to darkmatter.radio, I have a, a mug out there. It just says, just auto-hoax it. Are you, are you on Shopify? What are you using? Oh, I use Shopify. Uh, you know, I've been using it for years. And I use WordPress as well. But their store sucks compared to Shopify. And uh, there's mm-hmm. a, just a number of integrations that you just can't get anywhere else. And I'm actually a, a true believer in this platform.
1: Have you been able to run, you know, Facebook ads or broken, like, I'm sure they're coming after your account. Like, you've been able to try that at all?
0: You know, I've done Facebook, Twitter ads, banned on both. Um, I've been demonetized on everything. Last week, DLive demonetized me. But I have found something else. It's called uh, CC Tip. And it's a way of using cryptocurrency to give micro payments or tips to people in exchange for retweets, mm. and it's all automatic. So you just throw down you know, $10 worth of doggy coin or something, and you could have any tweet with any message, hashtag, video, uh, retweeted 500 times. So it's a way of getting around the platforms advertising, um, whatever they have, they, they all have their own yeah. advertising system, and it goes over their heads I've been using it and getting some interesting results.
1: Yeah, that's that was one thing that made me look back at the blockchain stuff is because I'm noticing, so people are leaving YouTube, they're going to DLive, they're going to uh, parlor, all these different platforms. But what I'm noticing where people aren't getting censored again or demonetized again on a new platform is if it's a blockchain platform like... Uh, I guess library is decentralized. I'm not sure. Or Tether. I'm seeing people on Tether doing good, which is, I don't understand technology entirely, but that's what made me question. I was like, this is probably the future for conspiracy is, is to move to decentralized platforms where not, you know, the ownership, not one. You can't. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> no, it is. The but future. you
0: understand know what I'm We've had to arrive at this conclusion out of necessity, where uh, Infinite Plane Society is engaging in essentially asymmetrical warfare. You know, we we cannot be in one place because they will ban us and delete us. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is we've yeah we've kind of created a more decentralized presence. Where I've actually replaced my website. So if you go to infiniteplanesociety.com, it goes to a link tree where it has everything on here Mm -hmm. at a different link and you're right about the blockchain stuff i've moved to mines from facebook uh, because i'm not censored there and this is something that's based on the ethereum network and absolutely censorship free Uh, it doesn't have the same number of people posting endless selfies all day but uh, the content's good it's coming (laughs) all right brother well thank you for taking my call yeah hey appreciate you calling in and and being a listener and um uh definitely call back anytime.
1: All right, see you later, brother
0: all right, excellent caller there uh eight three 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 one one nineteen eighty four uh brought up a lot of interesting points. I agree with him entirely about the black pill. I think it's time to just properly categorize the black pill infinite plane radio hey, how's
5: it going? Lucky split are you
0: doing? Pretty good. Hey, what's your take on the previous caller's take on the black pill?
5: Uh, The black pill part, I didn't hear as much because I was so taken by the chat. But I heard you guys. I did hear his, uh, I wanted to talk about his, uh, he was talking about how GameStop and all these, uh, the whole thing with Robin Hood and basically he was talking about how they're taking over. Just like with YouTube. Uh, it's kind of like they're taking over the whole entire trading and policy system. So like with YouTube, they they start to do soft censorship through YouTube. So you privatize a platform. Now they can, you know, uh, block you and everybody else. Uh, same thing with COVID. Now corporations can start telling us, you know, to put masks on or maybe to take a vaccine eventually. So now they're doing the same thing with these trading companies where it'll be privatized and then they can just cut you off from trading just like that because, you know, it's private. We all respect private rights. And so they're taking advantage of that whole notion of private rights. So uh, that whole thing stinks. I just want to make one more connection with that. BlackRock. So the government directly, like, did this whole thing. BlackRock, which is uh, BlackRock, Inc., it's a hedge fund. It's the world's largest hedge fund. Uh, The government just assigned them the duties of the Federal Reserve Bank for our country. So they kind of run the country, basically, at this point. Anyway, they they hold 13% of GameStop shares. So they just enriched their own private company with this whole thing. Meanwhile, they just started this whole uh, firestorm of, you know, left versus right, this Antifa, this is great populist takeover, or, you know, uh, this is bad, or this is good, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of shit just happened with this little Robinhood GameStop thing. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to comment on that.
0: Now, did you happen, I know it's kind of a, probably a minor point, but Robinhood's CEO, uh, uh, Vladimir, uh, how old is he do you think? Take a guess.
5: Vladimir is the name? (laughs) Jesus Christ,
0: I guess like 33? That's correct. And Vladimir, not only that, but he's a spitting image of Keith Gill, the guy who kicked off the the whole thing on Reddit in the first place, the initial instigator here who sparked the spike. Yeah, the
5: 33. Thirty-three is all over this thing. Um, there's also so the unsellable shares, the shares that won't be sold of GameStop. It's also thirty-three percent. So these are shares held by BlackRock and uh, Vanguard and something else. Now let me say but, yeah, something. add up to thirty-three percent. Let me say something quick
0: about BlackRock. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so for people who don't know, yeah, I brought it up that they were okay. There were two consecutive uh, Black Monday market crashes: eighty-seven and twenty-twenty. Thirty-three years apart. Each of these were preceded by a Burning Man in front of the White House, a guy setting himself on fire, 33 years apart. Yeah. Burning Man is code for Phoenix, or Christ 33, and it means reset. So you had the Burning Man, and then you had 33 Burning Man festivals from 86 to 2019. Now here's how it all yeah, connects. Yeah,
5: and Burning Man, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, You probably know it,
0: <laughs> Burning Man happened at Black Rock, Nevada. So,
5: City. This, yep, yeah, BlackRock
0: yep. City. So the story here that we're being told, though, is that they were ritually burn, <clears throat> burning the man. This was ritually; they were about to destroy the financial system. And I think that ritual in BlackRock yeah. and the ritual burning of the guy, because the guys who burned themselves in front of the White House, and the last guy who did it was 33 years old. You can look this up, 2019, yes. at the Yeah, and
5: everything. Yeah, this is everything that you've talked about for a while, and it's true. And the BlackRock with burning man is so important because. That's where you have your big connection with BlackRock, because BlackRock also goes further. BlackRock is also like a metaphor for like an asteroid, so it's something that destroys. And then once something is destroyed, as you know, the Burning Man, would symbolize the rebirth. Yes. So we have all these little things connected, just with this BlackRock and this Burning Man and 33. Yeah, two, two more things. Everything. Is, it's just... the
0: the two guys that actually yeah. protested were protesting capitalism. So they were protesting our Mark one guy was against Reagan the other guy was against Trump and then of course uh, you said that you know BlackRock retained 13% shares of GameStop 13 is the reset number the number of death and rebirth. Oh
5: exactly yeah 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 when i saw that 13 i'm like oh here we go when i saw 33 i was like oh great um, i mean there's so much more uh the, the the owner of BlackRock Inc is described in Business Week i just read it you can go look it up uh, he's described as a technocrat like, his name is Larry Fink. <laughs> so, terrible last name. Um, so there's just so much shit that stinks about this. I mean, Robin Hood, like, who the hell's Robin Hood? Like, Che Guevara? Like, it's the same socialist bullshit. Dude, listen to this. Um, Robin Hood CEO,
0: 3.30 a.m. to put up $3 billion. You know, lost $33 oh, million. oh, triple
5: three. They're all over yeah, the Yeah, Triple there. three, that's even more evil, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, and check this out. One other kind of a side note, but related. Bill Gates's father was an attorney for Black Cube, the intelligence agency.
5: Yes, and okay, I'm glad you said that because Black Rock, and we're getting back to the asteroid and uh, destruction and rebirth myth. Black Rock is also the Saturn. It's a reference to that rocket, uh, in Mecca. The Saturn, which is the Black Cube, is a symbol of Saturn. And they all walk around it and do whatever the fuck they're doing. But inside of the black cube is the black rock, which is supposed to be an actual meteorite. So that's what, it's not just like a symbol, it's like a literal, that's what they they think. And if you go look at it, it looks like a vagina, of course. You know, it starts to, cause everything ultimately comes back to this whole.
0: Yeah, that's you right. Know, you know, you know vagina like, thing, people, so. people will look at these uh, occult ritual things and they'll notice the obvious obelisks, shaft of bell, shaft of ball. You'll notice the obvious things like that. But no, there's lesser obvious features. But uh, yeah, it's definitely God and goddess. And you're right about Saturn being symbolized by the black cube. I also want to point out that cube sats, I think ultimately, is just part of this Saturn worshiping cult. It's not a coincidence that Elon Musk wants to put 42,000 cube sats in space. 42 is a code for Saturn. And then, of course, Mr. Satan is an anagram for, well, <laughs> uh, what is it? Starman who's the guy in the Tesla Roadster. So the man who fell to earth, Mr. Satan, all this stuff is very much encoded. You'd almost get the idea that these technocrats are a bunch of Satan worshipers.
5: Yeah, and apparently they're uh, visually literate, as you were talking about also. Um, But also I got to point out, somebody was talking about in the chat real fast, something really quick about Pizzagate. I just have to make one point about Pizzagate. It's all bullshit unless they talk about foster care and DCFS and their involvement in any kind of pedo ring. If you don't hear about that, when you're hearing about Pizzagate, it's bullshit. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that's appropriate because
0: I was going to bring this up. Now that Q has dropped the ball, apparently, I mean, maybe there's a chance for Trump to come back. Oh my God, yeah. So if Q dropped the ball, who's going to save the children? Are the people who stood down while the white hats did it are Are they going to continue to stand down, or are they going to save the children? And I'm very curious to see: Are the QAnoners going to continue the mission, or are they done?
5: Yeah, the, uh, John Podesta is going to rescue the children. That's who's going to do it, probably. Um, yeah, QAnon also. I don't know if you ever saw that. I just want to throw this out there too: that they had a, there was an article about a QAnon killing a sovereign citizen. So I found that really, really fascinating. I don't know what that means, but uh, it was something interesting. So anyway, f- that's pretty much all I got.
0: Cool. Appreciate the call very much. No, you're you're right about the yeah this this foster care thing and real victims being overlooked with the sensationalized stuff. Oh yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, important. Yeah. Like I mean, the truth is a lot of it's just virtue signaling. I mean, you look in the back seat or in the passenger seat of Greta's car, and it's just. Trash and rappers, you know, not, they don't really live sustainably. <laughs> you know, it's all just a show. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But anyway. Yep,
5: yep. Um, yeah. And again, uh, Robin Hood. Again, all that's a good example of all the COVID era money printing. All that shit just went to Wall Street. Uh, one more thing too is Robin Hood. Let's remember in the story, he was a lord. If you're a lord in England, it's just one lord versus another lord. That's all it was. it's just a bunch of Wall Street guys versus a bunch of Wall Street guys. The biggest hedge fund being BlackRock. So anyway, all right, that's all I have for now. I'll talk to you later. All right, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I don't really hold up Robin Hood to be up as a hero anyway. Um, I'm more of a John Galt. Because Robin Hood, I mean, I guess it makes sense in that context. They live in the woods, they're being exploited. But the idea of robbing the rich and giving back to the poor, it's very Occupy Wall Street, very Marxist. And it assumes that the wealthy are wealthy because they took from the poor, they stole from the poor, and that it's taking back but that's not necessarily the case. Now, I haven't seen the article about the QAnon or killing the sovereign citizen, but it wouldn't surprise me that the media right now is roasting QAnoners who are openly coming out saying, we're sorry, Anderson Cooper, for believing that you eat babies. And in fact, I have something about that. Someone sent me a comment, here it goes. Uh, The apology to Anderson Cooper sounds like it may have been under duress, if not controlled opposition altogether. No one exists in media as long as Anderson Cooper, surrounded with pedophores. It would make too much sense for him to instead actually be ultra-dark, portraying a worker of light all these years on a national stage. Adding to the fact that they would let predators they caught go after an interview because... I don't know what he's talking about, but what he's talking about here is Anderson Cooper is actually still a baby eater and that the guy who confessed um, to being, well, apologetic for concluding that Cooper was evil, um, that it was a confession under duress. I'm thinking more like crisis actor. The guy went too far. He said, not only do I believe that Cooper is a baby eater, but I actually believe that the blue avian aliens have sided with the deep state. And then the White Hats are siding with the Pleiadians. I mean, the space war narrative was very much built into the QAnon thing, if you go deep enough. And it's not over yet, just so you know. Uh, Many who are following it closely still believe that that there is no president, that Biden is doing something akin to a reality TV show, while they hope we forget about the whole thing, but that Trump's going to emerge on the world stage on March 4th and become the first president of a brand new America. Not sure if you've heard that. We may get into that a little bit. Uh, coronavirus vaxies are the new selfies. I have coronavirus fatigue. I think a lot of you do. But there's always more. Now they're having people take selfies while getting their vaxies. Vaxes. I'm waiting until they start having people do selfies. We've had selfies on the hospital bed from day one. Have you noticed that? How many patients have you seen you know, on the hospital bed dying of the disease, but they still log into Instagram? Like, where do they charge their phone? And how unsanitary are smartphones? So you're on a smartphone, unsanitary, in the most unsanitary places on earth, hospitals, and you're taking selfies while you're dying? Doesn't make sense to me. I'm waiting for people to start taking selfies when they get uh, Klaus Schwab'd, uh, the new style of testing. I'm not sure what you would call those. If you have any ideas for what you would call a COVID test selfie, uh, put it in the chat. Commenter says it's April the 3rd or March the 5th. See, the thing is the goalpost with QAnon keeps moving. And at some point, we're, uh, the QAnoners are going to stop standing down And they're just going to take over the whole movement, this military operation. And they're going to save the children. Let's see. Let's move on. Um, Steve Vasilev says, Tim, do you think Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Larry King were the same person? No. I've heard that many, many, many times. Like, they both wear glasses, similar age, similar hair, comb back. But no, I don't see any connection between the two of them. Uh, for one thing, Larry King's skull is like twice the size of hers. There's no way. Now, she could be Larry wearing a big skull headpiece thing, but that would just be awkward. So no, I don't think that's the case. Commenter said, Hunter Biden started a rap label after Beau. Oh yeah, Hunter Biden becoming a, an artist. Great pivot into something sensible like you have no context for a guy who goes around the world whoremongering and smoking crack uh, you know living like he has no cares in the world but now he's an artist so he gets something of a pass i guess tim did you talk about biden's sleeve creature yet oh during the debate the sleeve creature that was sticking out of biden's arm uh, supposedly it was a crucifix that he put there to remind him of beau and we're jerks for bringing it up, supposedly. I've seen it. Um, I think the fly was augmented virtual reality. I wouldn't be surprised if that little thing you saw was an AVR crucifix. It looked like something you'd see on the space station, the way it was moving. Although, it kind of, if you don't know what we're talking about, Joe Biden had a thing coming out of his sleeve. And I have I have a lot of people sending me more evidence, by the way, uh, regarding who Joe Biden actually is. Okay, here we go. Fact check, uh, Biden was wired using an earpiece. Okay, so people thought he was wired because he was acting like he was wired. And they did see this thing in the wrist. It says here, social media users shared what they believed was evidence that Biden was using some sort of electronic aid during the debate. It says here, after he pulls his hand out from underneath his blazer, there's something on his wrist. And I have a couple images of it. They think it was a wire. I think that's what most people thought. I didn't think it was a wire. I jumped to alien, uh, appendage, tentacle. And if you see it, it does look like a microphone. It also kind of looks like a small snake head, like something that would come out of the mouth of Alien in one of these movies. Definitely an appendage. It's prehensile. It's intelligent, because I think it saw the lights, saw the audience, had a little bit of stage fright, and it went right back in. Very strange. But here's what we've concluded about Joe Biden. No lobes, Joe, we'll call him. Because there's lobes, Joe... And no lobes, Joe. And I believe that Joe kind of told on himself with a little joke that he made uh, when he was accepting the position. Uh, He was talking about how it should have been Bo as president, not me. And, of course, Bo is his son who died at 46. So my contention is Bo was phased out. He was removed from the world stage at 46 to become president, 46, and that Joe Biden is not there anymore. I don't know what happened, dead or alive, Epstein Island, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure his son took over, and plastic surgery doesn't explain all the differences, not even close. Plastic surgery has uh, pretty much caused a lot of people to overlook some of the strange anomalies, but no, the more I look at it, and you're probably going to agree with me, when you start comparing their skulls. And I'm talking about uh, Bo Biden and the new version of Joe Biden. Bo Biden looks a lot like the new version of Joe Biden. Like quite a lot uh, within the skull structure. And that's the other thing too. Uh, plastic surgery doesn't change your skull. And I would say that the new Joe's got a smaller skull, uh, narrower, uh, consistent with the size of Bo's. Okay, so this is Greta Thunberg. Well, it's a comparison, a lot of people thought that she looked like the guy in the Capitol with the funny double goatee and the big stick. Uh, all these characters are actors who are sent in by Jimmy Kimmel to create the illusion of a siege. But I can assure you they were more cameramen than radical QAnoners. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Is that Greta in a Again, with a fake double goatee or maybe a real one. She just didn't shave it. I don't know. But she did say she's through with her handlers now that she's 18. Right after that, the riot at the Capitol happened. Uh, Others have compared Adam Lanza, a.k.a. David Hogg, to Senator Kamala Harris's uh, stepdaughter. So if you're looking at the screen here, Uh, They do seem to have uh, more than just a passing resemblance. Same arms. See, David Hogg gave up his arms. All right, let's see what else we have. These people are all just so phony, if you ask me. Uh, This one here, though, has been debunked. Uh, Stop sending this. This is not me. A picture purported to be Greta Thunberg smoking a cigarette, not her. R. Cook says, maybe Bo is playing Joe because Joe has been locked up by Q. No, okay, so if you look into this thing, this whole death faker phenomenon, uh, this would have been pre-planned in the script long, long before they executed it. Uh, that would be my thoughts on it. That this wasn't something unexpected. He was trained for it. Thus the age. And it also fits in with this duality. You know, you have the two twin pillars, J and B, uh, Jacob and Boaz, the black and the white Masonic pillars. And every time you see pictures of Bo and Biden or Bo and Joe, uh, they are, I'll show you. They're often side by side with their arms stretched out, his left, his right. And it reminds me of the double headed eagle thing that we're always seeing and it would fit in with the duality one dead, one alive their weird Kabbalistic spell seems to fit with all their numbers and everything else but what I'm saying is if you look at Joe Biden's face uh, when Bo was still around that was Loeb's Joe different skull then you look on the left and you can't tell me that Bo doesn't look much more like the new version of Joe strange right? Maxwell Cooper agrees. Bo looks more like Joe than Joe does. 100%. I mean, this would explain it. This would explain why he's very Joe-ish. And it also explains a few other things about his, uh, the shape of his head. Even the temples. Like, I see it. I can't unsee it. I think it fits. I think it explains a lot. In fact, someone, I think it was... If it had plane radio, uh hey caller, do you think that Joe might actually be Bo? Hey, um Tim,
2: hey, it's Quincy the pilot.
0: Oh, awesome. Uh good to hear from you. Um so everyone who uh uh is listening, this is uh Quincy the pilot. You've called before on the Flat Earth topic. I hope that's what you want to talk about today. Well well,
2: guess what, Tim? I just uh, spoke to a pilot that flies a U2, okay, And this pilot said that when he's between 60 and 70,000 feet, that there are so many weather balloons that he has to dodge a- a- around them, meaning there's weather b- b- balloons that are higher than the commercial air travel. Okay, so that that, makes sense.
0: that is incredible. No, actually, this is what I right. would have expected, but I've never heard anything to corroborate that. But I figured, well, uh, outer space uh, orbit, low Earth orbit, is usually the explanation for these satellites. And I'm suggesting what's more likely, that they're dangling from balloons or that they're zipping around at impossible speeds. And people have seen balloons falling down. In fact, uh, just the other day, someone sent me a Simpsons episode where the Fox... Satellite was hanging by balloons. So it's always been an inside joke, but you're saying between 60 and 70 thousand feet They've got to deal with balloons up there aka satellites then, right? right?
2: And, and 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 He tells me that it surprised him and, and The first time he starts to fly that 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 high and that, that he has to dodge around them and then he showed me pictures of of, of him at a hundred and twenty twenty thousand feet, where where the sun is the sun is close, it's right there. Um, yeah, so I, I I wanted to say that, and I I I want to say too that the the a the a e map right the a e map the flight instruments that are based on navigation are still degrees in a circle. So, the AE map is literally based on what we use to fly as, a, as our heading. Okay, that's interesting. So, for people don't
0: know what the AE map, he's referring to the map where it's centered around the North Pole and everything is scattered outward. Um, so, you get a visualization of it flat um, um, on a flat map. You can see all the land at once. It's not hidden by the curve, which uh, someone in the chat here mentions that in the stealth simulator, there's no curvature. On the earth. Okay. Interesting point. That would
2: make sense. Also, Tim, um, I want to call out hoax on dancing robots. CGI.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yes. I know a lot of people on Twitter were falling for that one. I happened to watch some videos by Boston Dynamics, so I knew that they were using CGI to present things that they just can't do right now, and I was watching it, right. just stunned.
2: Like everybody's falling right. for it; they're actually right, questioning. right, right. Uh, uh, okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because I think the idea is to put it out there and give people the perception that they're further ahead than they really are, to uh, to almost have it seem like we we, we need. Um. Uh, they they always need need our consent. So, for them to put out these fake C, CGI dancing robots is going to allow it to do uh, for us to uh, make that possible.
0: Yes, I I see what you mean with that. Uh, a lot of what they do. Um, with CGI, though, is so sophisticated these days that people right. don't know the difference. And I think that this is one of the major deceptions of our time. How the the, the multitudes have been rendered visually illiterate. And anything they see on the screen, they assume it to be real. Uh, they don't reality test it. And I think this is creating a schism. Like, quite literally, our society has had like a, a schizoid break from reality as a, a result of this. And hey, I've got a couple commenters here they heard you say you were a pilot and uh, we're having this conversation about high altitude. Um, why don't you uh, briefly here, explain to people your background as a pilot just so they know where you're coming from.
2: Well, um, uh, I'm a flight instructor. My name is Quincy Carr. Um, I've, I've been flying planes over 20, 20, years. I fly, I used to fly for the news. I used to fly banners. Um, and, and, and now that I teach and now that I teach, um, I actually incorporate flat earth into all of my, my students' knowledge. For one, it makes them better pilots because if you if you you're not flying it if you're you're not flying to the plane flat, you're not flying it at all. I mean, I had a student for the first time never been in a plane to to, uh, to you know and he flew it and I say, look outside because the the your your eyes your eyes are natural gyroscopes. So your your eyes can perceive the horizon better than the the airplanes instruments can.
0: Okay, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And and the horizon even at that height, you know, <laughs> if you're watching the news or in any sort of movie, they get above thirty thousand feet and the horizons bent. And that's why people think you can see a curve. And it's such a common misconception. But we constantly got
2: to bring it up. No, 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 Tim, Tim, Tim. There's pilots. Pilots are telling me I've seen a curve, even though I know that that they, they have it. So, so, it's, so it, it, it just goes to show you how strong, because I used to be one of those pilots where someone said, hey, you know what? Q, the, the world's flat. And I said, no, I said, no, it's not because you, you can see, see, see the curve. The next day, Tim, I, I went flying and and looked for the curve and didn't see it. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. It, you know what? It's, it's, how it's powerful. It. So
0: what you can have though, as a, as a preconception. So like Felix right. Baumgarten did that jump where he's in New Mexico and it looks like he sees the whole world, but it's just part of a, it's, he's really just a few miles up. The point is, I remember thinking, okay, this guy went to space and I just never questioned it. So, that's a blind spot for a lot of people. They never question some of these basic things. And the idea that they've given us a false perception of the Earth's curvature. And this is one of the things that they're constantly trying to reaffirm. Oh, it's curved.
2: Well, see too, Tim. Tim, the more more that I learn about what, what I don't know, it's the, the idea that, and because I'm a flight instructor, I'm a teacher, right? So you, you can't teach someone s- s- something if they think that they, they already know it. And so a lot of pe- people think that, that they know it's a ball or they know it's a fear. So it makes them imp- like it's hard to almost unlearn or humble yourself to say, hey, you know what? I don't know this. So until anyone can admit what they don't know, then you, you can't find out what to know.
0: Yes, yes, you're right about that. It's it's like Mark Twain said, it's easier to fool a man than convince him he's been fooled. And this explains why right. people get lost. You know, they don't want to admit they're wrong and they can find their way back and they just get worse and worse. And yes, it takes a... You have to be humble enough to say, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I can consider it from a different point of view. And I'm always testing stuff. Even from my window, Right, I can see... This windmill farm. These things are 262 feet tall, and they're 85 miles away, and I can see them. And when it's a uh, uh, you know near the evening, and they are not leaning away from me. So I'm thinking, at a minimum, right. if I'm looking at towers 85 miles away, shouldn't there be some sort of a tilt or something? But no, they're completely vertical, no matter how far
2: away. Well, Tim, well, well Tim, get this. When it comes to navigation. Or planning, or time, right? Or 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 landscaping. You know, no one ever like. When do we ever use the the globe model for any sophistication measurements? Never. But if if the world were really a a globe, everything would have to be taken into consideration. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's not like, so, like, so like, like, okay. Like the, the model of the globe is just a model. So when you de- uh, de- uh, design a house or you, 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 fly a flight plan or you're in a ship or you, de- or, or, or you design train tracks, none of that stuff comes into uh, effect. And, 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 and if the world really were a sphere, that would have to play into effect. But because, but because the world's flat. It it doesn't. The, the a globe is just a toy for small for small, m- m- minded kids. You, you got to see how they they always treat us like uh, children.
0: Oh, you know what? Every single time the ISS opens itself up for interviews, they only take questions from children, and it's always done in a very condescending way. I decided to become an astronaut when I grew up because, or this is what we had for lunch today they never ask serious questions. They never have adults do it. It's always condescending. And I think it's, they they want us to have a childlike epistemology.
2: And then Tim too, as a pilot, like I fly with a lot of pilots, like it's professional. Like we go, we have to go through procedures and checklists. And like, it's like if the folks that they send to space are, are, are always just regular people having a fun time up there. It's like, it's like if, if if you were really on at space like that couldn't happen. Also, I I want to call out Elon Musk with his rocket Falcon 9 that landed in the uh ocean the other day. He's busted, he's busted. I told that to all of my students. They had no answer. I said I said hey, why is Falcon 9 landing in the uh, ocean? I'm done, Tim. That because they they always go in the uh, ocean. Right,
0: right. This is the old trick. Uh, even with his new starship, it looks like a blimp when it moves back down. We're supposed to believe you have this massive monolithic tower, this massive edifice just landing gently and elegantly like a like a ballerina. It's like no, it's CGI. They're using airships. The it's it's all a magic show. And if you know, people consume. Well,
2: well, again, again, there's model planes and there's re- and there's real planes. There's model rockets and there's real rockets. Show me a model rocket that lands that, that that lands straight down vertically. So somebody online tried to design a model rocket and land it like the way they do it, and they couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> so okay, I found so, something. You know. I found something regarding the space shuttle program where on one of their videos they were they were claiming that they were recording their external tank as it fell down to the earth, but they were using a handheld camera. And from the point of view of the handheld camera, it actually looked like you were looking up into the sky, not down through the clouds at the ocean. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the external tank looked like a blimp, just kind of casually floating. Well, somebody found Hmm. in one of these old NASA videos on their own footage, you can actually see a blimp recovery plane pass right by the Space Shuttle's
2: external tank. Again, you're the one that told me NASA is invested in what? Helium, right? Yes, oh yeah. Helium so and CG- now we, <laughs> I mean, really, uh, so that tells it all. So now we got the weather b- balloons that are up, uh, up there with helium and, and, and then we have these external tanks also, on the, the space shuttle, the the older space shuttle, right? Uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not quite sure if you know uh, about the, the the code in NASA about what the six space shuttles mean.
0: Um, actually, why don't you? Um, I remember William okay. uh,
2: uh, Cooper had put
0: something together, but yeah, why don't you uh, recite that for us? Because yes, okay, there's a, so there's a code there are
2: six space shuttles, right? And to this, and I'm gonna put them into to a sentence so that you understand that that the six names tell a, a part of the plan of the, this whole space. This whole space, um, you know, uh, 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 cult program. It's a Colombian enterprise to endeavor the discovery of Atlantis and all Challengers shall be destroyed." Right, and that's the
0: names of all of the different uh, shuttles. And this is all very significant, too, when you look at the dates. For example, Challenger explosion happened this week, uh, about 35 years ago. Uh, That was the 19th anniversary of Apollo 1, where they also burned. Then this was also the anniversary week of the Columbia explosion and then last year <clears throat> this week SpaceX really? yeah and and last week uh, last year this exact week SpaceX blew up intentionally they blew up Falcon 9 they said they were sacrificing it to the Dragon and it was also the week of Kobe Bryant's crash so like the the last week of January you know January this this period of time seems to be a time that you have a lot of these fiery deaths where they fall and, and this has been the case with all of these various nasa uh hoax explosions fake deaths these things are ritualistic is what i'm saying and they're taking place at the same right, time. right
2: exactly and and, and 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 to me i wonder if 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 part of it falling into the ocean is a part of it too it, it, it's that phoenix you know that that re- rebirth, rebirth or 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 you know how many times did you, did you hear a story where did they found someone dead in a pool so I wonder if like these, you know, them falling down or or, or sending these rockets up until, you know, uh, you know, into the or until the, the, the ocean is also still
0: ritual. It would I think it would have to be. I've looked into this quite extensively at the various ways. Um, of the sun worship cult, how they represent their sun god. And one of their main symbols is the obelisk. And my contention is that the rocket is the new obelisk, same cult, just new right. new outward appearance. And so, the story is, the sun god challenges the darkness. He's the challenger. And every night, he gets destroyed. Wow. And then he's reconstituted. Wow! The... Okay.
2: So the challenger being Which destroyed is, why... is the... yeah, that's... Which is why the the... the the challenger well the the, the folks from the challenger are still alive because it, because it was never about them going in space it was just, just about a okay
0: yeah I ritual think, yeah exactly um i think what they've done here is if you look at the symbol of the obelisk around the world how it's represented uh, it's not a coincidence that all these rockets from saturn 5 the apollo mission these are all referencing sun gods and on the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of the apollo Uh, mission they actually projected the saturn V onto the washington monument so yeah i'm suggesting it's all ritual wow really the burning obelisk you have to look into this over there in dc there's this thing called catharsis at the mall where they do a burning man festival at the obelisk at the washington monument and the burning man the obelisk these are both symbols of the sun god and the phoenix represents the same thing and this is where you get of course reset the term reset they're using it refers to this destruction and then the reset and i kind of see america as the challenger in this story in order to Ah. to to rebuild atlantis to solidify the new world order the way they're telling the story uh, the challengers to the system need to be destroyed and so i kind of think that's what we're looking
2: at as well nice tim that that's good tim that that's good Good, good, okay. Um, just also, do you have any info on Biden? And is, is this him or is this not him? Is, it, is this a super deep fake or where are we in term, terms of the um, world page?
0: Yeah. yeah, this one's a tricky one. I mean, this is the thing. You know, we're supposed to accept what we see on the screen, but what happens when it just doesn't look like the person and their explanations don't add up? And I'm still looking at this thing so critically that um, nothing's going to convince me at this time that I can, I wouldn't place a bet on it right now, that this is the same guy that was Joe Biden. Uh, many think it's a body double. I'm sort of leaning towards this explanation that possibly uh, Joe Biden is being portrayed by his own son, Bo Biden, who supposedly died at 46.
1: Hmm. Bo Biden trained by a son. Okay.
0: Okay. This and this is far fetched.
2: I know that. However, hey, no, well, no, hey, 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 it's a clown world where that they want they they want you to you to wear four masks. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Who here is
0: making more or less sense? And if you look at the two of them together, um, I'm looking at okay. Bo, Bo, who supposedly died at 46. Now. When when Joe got his nomination, when he was giving a speech, he cried and he said, it should have been Bo as president, not me. And it seemed like a duper's delight moment. So I kind of, I'm like, if anybody could portray his own father and the ears, the whole thing, I'm like 90% on it.
2: Wow. Bo Biden is Joe Biden. Joe Bo, Bo Joe. Hmm. Interesting
0: sir. Yeah, interesting theory here. I'm gonna stand by it until somebody can uh, uh prove otherwise because what else we have to go off of Joe Biden's apparently a hologram at some points. I mean, uh this whole thing is so fishy.
2: Lack of transparency. And, and where do you see them going? Like do you see him trying to play the Joe Biden uh the uh to Joe Biden to the uh Kamala Harris or how do you see us playing out yeah i hate to say this but uh
0: if, I, if i'm reading based on my readings of the story the meta script and all these different narratives i would not be surprised if this whole thing was to bring about kamala harris uh 47 and maybe they'll do something drastic and blame it on right wingers to make that happen but yeah i i think that we're being set up for a major psyop uh there's just, okay exactly.
2: yeah i'm 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 right there too
0: right and, and, and even alex jones uh he went out there to dc he met general flynn who's like one of the main QAnon figureheads and right while he was there he gave a speech and he said we're gonna get joe biden out of the office one way or the other so he already put it out there narrative wise so i'm waiting for president kamala Right.
2: And, and and suggested that there's any Q people that are on board. Uh I I knew Q what was a PSYOP three and a half years ago when they asked Q, is the earth flat? And Q said no. That's how I knew, okay, you're a PSYOP. Hell yeah. Ultimate litmus test right there. Ultimate there it litmus is. test. And oh. again, this is three and a half years ago, Tim.
0: So oh. Awesome. You saved yourself. I mean, you really did. Uh, And I was the same opinion. I said, if he's not going to call out the crisis actors, I'm not going to believe that he's an authentic source because that's an even deeper secret than anything the conspiracy theorists are talking about. Right,
2: exactly. Anything else? Well, well, Tim, uh, cool beans, man. Uh, um, uh, If I find any more flat earth, pilot clues or anything else, man, I'll, I'll be sure to keep you informed, sir.
0: Absolutely, Quincy, and uh, definitely call back. Our, caller, our chatters here uh, love hearing from you, and what you brought up about the balloons is quite stunning, so I'm glad I can add that to the list of things to look into. Thanks again. I'll definitely talk, talk, talk to you soon, sir. Awesome. All right, everybody, that's Quincy Carr. He's called in a few times. Uh, he's a pilot instructor right now, and uh, he was describing how a friend of his, U uh, U2 pilot, had remarked that there are balloons that they have to watch out for when they get above 60,000 feet so how do you make sense of that and what's more likely you know I think Occam's razor really solves this one Uh, what's more likely that you have orbiting routers going 17,000 miles per hour uh, just whizzing around completely covering the globe with internet coverage or is it more likely that these things are just dangling from balloons, which is much simpler. Lickety Split says, nice to hear from you. I think the balloon thing is hearsay. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's one step removed from hearsay. The guy with the U2 pilot didn't call, but uh, what would be the incentive there? You know, I don't think there's anything challenging about that proposition at all. In fact, I think we could substantiate it, which is why I want to look into it. Uh, my take on Bo Biden, obviously, this this whole election, well, I have election fatigue, I have COVID fatigue. You know, here's something I wanted to bring up with Quincy, and I didn't get to. Uh, in 1955, the U.S. Air Force International Geophysical Year Satellite Program called Needle in the Sky uh, was performed across the world for thousands of amateur astronomers, volunteer astronomers across the world, to practice observing low-Earth orbit satellites. In other words, before there were any satellites, they were being simulated with flashlight lamps dangled from airplanes. And this just proves that it's possible. Take a listen.
4: And ...of the familiar household tool known as the Plumber's Helper. Two dollars worth of parts you can purchase at any hardware store. When this strange and unglamorous device, endearingly called the bug, is towed through the night skies behind a Civil Air Patrol plane, it appears almost exactly like a real Earth satellite hundreds of miles above the Earth.
0: It looks exactly like a real Earth satellite hundreds of miles above the Earth. Wait a minute, this was two years before Sputnik.
4: Parts ...you can purchase at any hardware store. When this strange and unglamorous device, endearingly called the bug, is towed through the night skies behind a Civil Air Patrol plane, It appears almost exactly like a real Earth satellite hundreds of miles above the Earth.
0: So, one, it's possible to fake these things. If you have any doubts about whether or not it's fakeable with regards to the space station, people say, well, there's no way you could fake a light in the sky. Uh, Yeah, it's called a flashlight. And it's really easy. And this was done for the benefit of astronomers. So you had people on the ground going through a simulation of low Earth orbit.
4: All across the country, the volunteer civil air patrol crews began flying training missions for their fellow volunteers of Operation Moonwatch. In more than a
0: hundred... Operation Moonwatch. Again, simulated satellites.
4: In hundred isolated locations throughout the country, Moonwatch stations like this were set up by volunteer astronomers. And it takes the help of hundreds of volunteers the country over to collect the data which becomes available from a satellite streaking around the Earth in outer space. You may be wondering why all the excitement... See, there you go.
0: Again, we're looking at simulation. So you're supposed to believe that two years after this, they did it for real, and it worked exactly the way they thought it would. But I want to introduce this word into the auto-hoaxer lexicon. The word is fakeable. Is it fakeable? Because that opens up all kinds of cans of worms, if you think about it. Because some people don't think things are fake. Oh, there's no way you could fake the moon landing. Somebody would have told everybody. Somebody would have spilled the secret. We would have figured it out by now. You know, they say this stuff like But let's see. Let's move on just showing you, yes, it's fakeable. It can be done, it has been done. A follow-up too. This is a channel I like to promote on this as often as I can. This is Sturgio Studios 10. Difficult to wrap one's mind around, I think. Uh, I watched all of his videos, and it's an interesting theory because he's put a lot of work into it. It deserves a thorough debunking. If you're going to just you know dismiss it, I think you're missing the point. Because what he has done is he's come up with this interesting concept of the moon, where the moon is actually something of a a projection, or rather a reflection, um, of the earth below, uh, which is a very simple way of putting it. But anyway, he's correlated the, the craters on the moon with land masses below, suggesting that the white, the lit areas of the moon, are where the water is. Uh, his explanation is pretty succinct here at the beginning of of this video but uh, my point is this he has put a lot of time into these correlations so you take the AE map the azimuthal equidistant map and superimpose it over part of the moon and it does seem to be the case that six of our continents sans Antarctica do seem to align with craters on the moon, uh, what this would suggest is that there are many more continents uh, than we're allowed to know about. It would suggest that there's even continent, there's a continent within the area covered by the globe that we're not privy to, and it also would suggest the idea of Antarctica's plural, which is his term. One of his videos, many Antarctica's, suggests that there isn't one, but rather Uh, multiple areas on the perimeter of the six continents that we inhabit and then he's gone further to do measurements distances between the supposed continents that he's identified and other continents to see if these arrangements correlate to what we see on the ground and it looks pretty good so it's one of two things either Sturgio Studios 10 is 100% correct or he's a mad genius with a bad case of confirmation bias. But in any case, I think it deserves serious consideration. I would recommend the channel highly. Uh, Sturgio Studio 10 i put some links. See what you think. Cuneify says, Only morons think the moon face is a projection. Right. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate your open-minded inquiry here. Uh, The whole point of this, though, is that he's not calling it a, quote, reflection. Uh, There's a more nuanced explanation for the phenomenon, which we observe as the moon. But whatever you think about it, you cannot deny, without being a reality denialist, that there is at least some correlation between the continents we inhabit and this section of craters on the moon. Worth looking into, if you can debunk it. Please do. All right, let's move on. Um, that was, again, something I just thought was worth analyzing closely, because it's kind of like with Mousegate. You know people got really mad because they said there's no way a mouse could be in space uh, on the side of a rocket. It's like, uh, no, of course not. However, uh, maybe you're not looking at an actual rocket in space. Maybe what you're looking at is, I don't know, a, uh, a CGI representation, a simulation. So I have an image here from MouseGate. And if you know what MouseGate is, it's this. There is a mouse on the Merlin engine. And this is one of the SpaceX rockets. So the question here is not whether or not it's possible that there was a mouse on the engine. The question is, who put that CGI rat there? Infinite Plane Radio.
3: Hey Tim, man, it's Adam calling in. Um, I was checking out that Sturgio's channel. Yes. Because I saw you mentioned it in Discord, and I've actually uh, watched a, like a lot of it. Um, the music is actually pretty darn good. I just want to say that out front so that if you're watching it and you don't believe in the, his proposition, Hey, that's fine. But the music's great.
0: Yes. Uh, I was going to so say that. Watch
3: it just for the music.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay? And what is your assessment so far?
3: Mm. Well, I wanted to call in because uh, a buddy of mine just came over tonight and we were watching the videos cause just for the music and I was like, Hey, check out these cool maps, how he's got the maps and we, and we, Took a screenshot of one which is really cool because he shows the north pole and then how the uh the the tropic of cancer and then the equator and then the tropper of uh Cap- capricorn and then the and then the antarctic circle which was the most furthest one out and it showed this flat like pizza looking earth and um we were looking at it and we took some we looked at it really closely And it was strange because I live in Canada, so I could see on the map, it actually said Hudson Bay, which is, you know, in Canada, we know that's a big part of, it's a very important part. You can instantly recognize it. Now, I noticed on the map outside of Hudson Bay, it didn't really connect with, you know, Greenland and Siberia and Alaska seemed kind of like not really where they should be based on say if i had a poster on my wall of the globe on the flat you know on a poster or if i looked on it on a globe and and he was like well that doesn't look realistic but i've watched a lot of his videos so i've seen some of his videos where he shows how like flight paths you know when you're flying from a to b it's like a straight it's not really around a curve, it's kind of straight. So I thought of it a little differently, but... Right, and look, but,
0: we're looking but at this thing from your initial yeah. impression, Uh, yeah, initially you're gonna say, well, this can't possibly be, but we have to remember your frame of reference is already a distortion, one. And then two, exactly. uh, are we looking at foreshortening here? Like there might be some explanations for why the proportions may not be 100%, and of course we're basing this off of a a known fabrication and lie. So again, you trust, right. the, you trust the maps. Why not? You know, we don't trust the media. So mm-hmm. the maps might as well trust something, I guess. Oh, right. And,
3: and he's got a lot of really good maps in his videos, different maps from different times, Tartary. Uh, I'm not, I'm not certain he's got Tartary in there, but all sorts of different weird, like maps before they were what we perceive them to be today. So you don't, like I, I told him about this one video that I saw once. It was by uh, a youtuber way back in the day called Mr. E. and then he got his channel got banned like way back in the day like probably when you used to get banned. you know you got like some of these old school people who got banned for saying things they shouldn't say way back in the day. Well he had a channel called Transpocalypse Now. And, and, he, and he talked about, like, the androgyne stuff a lot and, you know, Madame Blavatsky and, you know, cabalism a lot. But he did this one video, which was about the globe. And so when I talk about the globe, picture a globe in, on your that you would go by and you would have it on your desk and there it would be with a little and you could spin it around, right? Well, someone actually invented that. And so, Mr. E did a video about the invention of the globe. And it was very fascinating because it's totally fake. Okay, that's... definitely by pedophiles and for pedophiles, if you
2: know what I mean.
0: Well, okay, when it comes to the globe, yes, uh, we have to remember that, like, this is always what puzzles me. You got these various projections. The one that you grew up with is probably the Mercator, who was friends with John Mm. D, which is noteworthy, the guy who coined the term... British Empire, very significant there. But you have the mercator then you have the Gauls yep. Peter. We have these different projections, and they're very different. And wasn't he like a to...
3: magician?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, astrologer, yeah, magician, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. spy. Yeah. Uh, but he, he looked
3: into uh, black mirrors and stuff, and talked to demons and shit. Yeah.
0: Or it might have been an iPhone. You brought
3: up John Dee's before, and he's a very interesting character.
0: But the thing is. You know we have these different projections and my question for any die hard globe believer is this which projection do we see when we look at nasa's photography of the earth is it the mercator mm. or the galls peter and there's no answer for that and i'm wondering why don't we just let nasa take a picture of the globe and then make a perfect globe based on what we actually see from space and they don't do that. We're still stuck with these very screwy attempts to force the continents into this limited area.
3: Well, everybody knows that every single image out of NASA is fake. You know, and when I say fake, I mean at the very least it's got a a, a watermark on it and it's been edited. You know, it it may not be fake, but it certainly isn't Authentic.
0: Well, it's beautiful. You, you've never
3: seen a single authentic image out of Nassau in your life because every single one of them goes through a bureaucratic process of processing. Well, you know, if you go to, they remove the things they want and they keep the things they 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 they, they do want. You know, uh, it's like go everything to a temple. Else. So go, go. I always I shoot straight to Cobes and I say Cobes, if if you see inconsistency. In cobes, which which everyone I know does. Then I say, well, look, if they if 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 there's if there's inconsistencies in one, and maybe they're lying even about this one thing that we're currently experiencing. Because we haven't experienced, you know, 1969 or whatever when they when they landed the man on the moon or the, the 911s, you know, a lot of the millennials and whatnot. They haven't actually experienced any hoaxes, but this is the one we're experiencing. So I say, look, if, if, if you can grasp concretely, you know, that this is a hoax, well, look, you know, that 9-11 was a hoax. Everyone knows that. But let's
0: bring up the statue. And then you can
3: say, well, look, Sandy Hook was a hoax. The images, too. Though, Okay. And look, then the images, landing, this and is, then you go
0: on. This is the thing when people see pictures, it automatically has a sense of authenticity, um, statues, uh iconography this stuff carries weight like body language communicates more than words and i think there's just a power in religious art and when i look at nasa's art and and space x's cgi i look at this as religious iconography selling us on heaven mm-hmm. so we go to those priests mm-hmm. but you know you have the pope in the past praying to the obelisk and you go to his opulent place he can tell you about heaven Well, now you go to the guy with the rocket, and he can tell you about the new heaven, which is, of course, Mars Mm -hmm. or or whatever.
3: So It's definitely a fair enough argument because everything is, you know, for me, there's two things that I look, you know, that I know about that I look to, which are, you know, transhumanism, that's one. But the other one is astrotheology, right? I mean, these are the basis of the... Foundation of the Kabbalistic mystery schools that run the world. There's two things that you need to look at. Transhumanism and astral theology. And when you can learn enough and try to pair the two and figure out the agenda, why is space a hoax? Why is COVID a hoax? Why is the financial system a hoax? Why is the education and medical system and wait? Just today, I got
0: Just today, I got a tweet from Elon Musk where he was tweeting about Neuralink and he's trying to hire people who know something about it. That would be your transhumanism, and and the space age is this transition into the new age. And you're right, it's all astrotheological. It's it's based on the procession of the. Uh, Equinox, or whatever, the, this this bigger uh, sky clock that they go by. But um, I invented a new field of research the other day. It's called astropaleontology. Have you uh, heard this yet?
3: Astropaleontology, right. Oh, man, I tell you why. <laughs> okay, you put something in Discord. I, I gave you a tip on PayPal, and, and, and you were like, hey, I'll paint a picture for anyone that gives me a donation. Okay. If I could get a picture from you, like a painting, it would be the bones flying into space after the, 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 the comet hit the planet and wiped out the dinosaurs. Because that would be fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if people don't know, that's establishment it's, it's science. It's ridiculous. They'll tell you this is science, though. I, not, not which we're I mean, look, this is the, they'll say, we're crazy for questioning science, even though the scientists are claiming mm-hmm. that the asteroid actually sucked the dinosaurs to the moon.
3: It's tough, right? Because science is—it's actually, unfortunately, the most original religion of all. It precedes religion.
0: Oh, it's the you biggest. Know? It's the and, biggest religion. So, I, I say this: it's the—it's the new world order's religion because it binds everybody. Uh, Christian, Catholic, Muslims, and atheists are all going to the space heaven. It's called. Uh, Well, Mm. you know, Mars or or this utopianism, a space communism, because it's also a it's it's not just a a, a geographical change. It's a lifestyle change. And they want to change the way we live here as well. Um, But, uh, you know, back really quick, back really quick to the Sturgio Studios 10. If this is mm. true, uh, you know, what do you think? I mean, what does this make you think the uh, outcome would be? If you could prove this thing to be true. Okay
3: it's an interesting concept because I heard many, many, many years ago that, that, that the moon was plasma and, and that's not a crazy thought. That's a very, um, scientific, uh, there people are doing a lot of work on that. And it, 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 it seems to be mostly true that our universe is electric. It isn't, um, the sun isn't a ball of fire. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an electric thing, and it goes back to Zeus and the thunderbolt. Now, there's no such thing as a thunderbolt because there's lightning and there's thunder, right? There's a lightning bolt, and thunder makes a sound. But we have this mythological idea of the thunderbolt, which is unquestionable. And so what is the thunderbolt? You know, And that's sort of this idea of, a mythological concept of the sun and all these plasma events in the so-called solar system. Right now, I question if 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 the earth is okay, ooh, flat. I don't I don't know about the word flat, but if the earth is flat and the moon and all the planets are projections on the rounded circle up there, which is Sergio's has his diagrams, I'm thinking, well. Is, well, how about the solar – like, if you go further, right, solar system, galaxy, you know, universe and all the things, is it any of it? If, okay, so let's say it's all kind of weird and flat and that none of it – because think about it this way.
0: Wait, wait, if hold on a second, Let me Let me go ahead and r- – let me bring this up really quick, though. So for people who want to know what we're talking about, Sturgio Studios 10 is suggesting that the moon is actually telling us what we're on and that the world is about twice as big as we've been told, if not more. So that's a starting point. Uh, Establishment science does say the solar system's flat, with the exception of the 17 degrees off that Pluto would be, if that's a planet. The galaxy's flat, and the universe is flat. So I see the flat cosmography uh, with Earth as just being an extension. And Sturgio Studios 10, his model here would kind of suggest, at a minimum, uh, at least, twice as much land mass as we've seen.
3: I love it. And it's it really goes straight into the question that I have, which is the question that my friend had when he came over, when we were looking at the map, you know, it's like, well, what happens when you get to the edge? And I was kind of like, logically, well, you would, you know, like some people don't know about when you go to the North pole, you're, the, the compass goes wild, you know? So, yeah. So, are we told? I haven't been there. I haven't been there, but that's what we're told. So, wouldn't it be the case that you would just kind of walk near the edge and keep walking? You would keep walking, right? You keep walking. You think you're going east, let's say, but the compass goes wild and all of a sudden it points to the fucking west or east or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm still going east. And and there you go. Hey, did you you see what NASA did?
0: Last year they did this thing called. No, it was for the fiftieth anniversary of Apollo. They went. They called it "Over the Poles Again" or something like that, where NASA actually sent mm. some of their astronauts to go over the North Pole and the South Pole. And this was to prove again that we're on a ball. And this was done on the fiftieth anniversary of Apollo. So well, I, I, watched well, I, I watched this thing.
3: astronaut. Mike chipset. Well, I watched this thing. Not though. really an astronaut.
0: I watched their flight, and you know what, it it was a stage. It looked just as staged as what they gave us, uh, what they give us. Well, with-
3: like that video you just showed before I called in about how, like, you know, oh, they're doing, they're, they're gonna hang light bulbs up there first to just real quickly check whether or not, you know, they could monitor satellites. Like, really? Okay, look,
0: here we go. This is from La- uh, July in 2019. They set a circumnavigation speed to honor Apollo 11, and supposedly they flew over the North and South Pole. Well, I watched this thing, and just like with the space station, mm. they, don't show you, video. they don't show you what's going on outside the, the craft. They don't look out the window. What they do instead is you see the astronauts taking pictures. Mm. And I was there calling it fake, and my YouTube channel and my Gmail account was pulled that day. So Na- NASA was Sheesh. controlling this um, production, um, even through YouTube. Yeah. They had extra ability to censor us that day.
3: Extra ability? Well, that's fabulous. <laughs> well, look. You think that when they're
0: on Mars, when they start sending people to Mars, we're gonna—they're not gonna want us on the same internet, you know, mocking them. Like, hey, you guys are uh, obviously beneath Los Angeles or something. They're not gonna let that happen. So I think they're gonna try to censor this idea uh before 2026 which is the expected date for the Martian trip
3: man remember back in the day they had this idea of they were going to send a bunch of people to Mars this was age, this was years ago i made out with a chick on a couch who apparently qualified for appearing on the the show they have a they have a show in the UK where they were the, the the people thought they were in space. And then they were like, Hey, we're not in space and yeah. You know,
0: was she extro- was she extrovert was she uh, an extrovert and, and was she also um ignorant about science fiction? Uh um, the reason I ask well, is that if you if you look into the show Space Cadets... I
3: knew nothing about her. We, <laughs> we just made that
0: one. Okay. Yeah, because in, in Space Cadets, <laughs> this was an actual TV show where they convinced five out of the ten people that they were in space. And it said that when they auditioned people right. to get on the craft, they mm. had to be extroverts mm. who had no interest in sci-fi because they would be easy to fool.
3: Uninhibited Interesting. Oh, no. Extroverts. She had no interest. No, she was... No, no, no. She was not uh, a. She didn't read. She was probably illiterate.
0: Right, exactly. So she would make a perfect uh, space cadet.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, and they even said it was like just civilians, you know. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This was this was like twenty years ago, man. So, anyway.
0: awesome. Uh, well, hey, I appreciate I, I the call. call I, yeah, well, yeah. What was your um, original? Well, so
3: I had qu- one more. I had one more thought that I wanted to share. Okay, so this is why I wanted to call you in the first place. Was Like, uh, I, I, I spent a lot of time before the COVID hit speaking to a friend of mine and, uh, he used to live with Jordan Maxwell. Right. And, 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 uh, um, uh, we got into some really high level stuff, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff and we really explored a lot of ideas, you know, and, and we, and, and I, 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 I talked to him about what it. You know, because I heard about this saying a few times. I don't know whether it was Jordan Maxwell or somebody, but they would say uh, some people go throughout, through their whole life and they never have an original thought. Right. And I heard that. I heard someone say that. And I was like, geez, you know, I, I wonder have I ever really had an original thought. And I don't know, I, I, I can't say for sure that any of us ever have, okay? And I, I don't want to put anything on you. You're a very open-minded guy and explore a lot of ideas. And I think, you know, you, you've probably had a couple of original thoughts. So explore the idea, you know? And we were talking, and, and I, I, we were talking, and it's like, it's, it's through communication between two human beings or more That you get to this point, you know, and you hash things out with each other and you debate and you don't like this idea or you do, but you, it's where is, you know, physically the, the original thought to me, the original thought is kind of like in the ether. Okay. So that's a word some people may be familiar with and it it, it's, it might be literal but it also might be well, allegorical
0: hey, when when did that word get phased out I mean I have a couple of books I was doing some research and I have a couple of books that were talking about these uh, secret societies in Germany in the first half of the 20th century and one of their uh, rituals makes use of the Tesla coil and also uh, speaks of the ether, And this is, of course, one of these, uh, it's not the Thule Society, but it's something like that. I'll see if I can find the book. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting uh, phrase. We don't hear it so much anymore, the term ether. I hear a lot of mudflutters talking about this and Antiquitech. What's your thought on previous civilizations being more advanced uh, than we are now? Are we a fallen uh, species, um, or, or is it maybe just the elite Did they trip us up 100 years ago and take away all of our best toys? Like, What's the deal in your mind?
3: Mm. Well, the evidence is pretty clear to me that when I go around in the world and I see people wearing masks while they're jogging or on their bicycle or just 24 hours a day, I don't know, I guess they wear them at home, I, I don't know. I can tell you for sure that we are not, uh any more advanced today than we have ever been in the past now if you say to me that oh we have an iphone really is it really a supercomputer i got to give you an example if you on your wait. windows computer wait, did, and
0: did you hear earlier what i had said about john d because uh, so john d you know court astrologer mm-hmm. advisor of the english voyagers he coined the term uh, british empire But this guy was also known for doing something called scrying, where supposedly he had a black mirror and he was communicating with interdimensionals or beings of light. And it sounds like Mm. an iPhone when I hear this scrying mirror. It looks like my iPhone when it's asleep. But, you know, I kind of thought, you know, in a way it could be alluding to something like maybe we aren't actually, um, well, when they say we are. You know, the year, of course, you know, they might have, um, I mean, that's an interesting little uh, rabbit trail there. I've looked into it quite a lot. Well,
3: it's fair because let's say these things exist. I mean, I, I, I do not question that they, that, well, things exist that we don't perceive with our senses. That That's common sense. If you've ever well, looked well, well, that's at, not common. Wait, hold on. The let the me f- let me start f- with this. Spectrum.
0: Let me start with this. Hold on a second. There's something here uh, it brought up a second ago. Okay, so whatever people think about the topic of of magic or any of this stuff, the fact is, um, I'm not the one bringing this up. I'm not the one making occult symbolism a part of my life. We're just interpreting what we see mm. and the astrotheological side of it, the uh, alignment with the the dates in some in ritualistic ways. That's just a fact and Uh, I draw people's attention to Mm -hmm. the death of George Floyd because that is a very encoded ritual event. And the sun set in the Twin Cities at 846. He's choked for 846. 9-11 started at 846 a.m. And we've uncovered, through analyzing the media objectively, real patterns, and it all points to the same symbolic system. So I constantly find myself reading into what they actually believe and what they wrote about in the books that were only accessible to people who were a part of these secret society networks. And now we can all access it. So I want to know, what do these crazy people believe? And what are they really doing while they're pretending to uh, prepare us to go to Mars?
3: I think I can answer that. Uh, There is a let put this, a, a certain um, faction in the world that is old and in the past, and I'm talking about like a long time ago, I'll give you approximation. It's slightly less than 100,000 years ago, but not much. They actually had a war in space now space uh, I don't know man but whatever they're here today and what happened was they lost that war and so they're building back <laughs> better I'm gonna say it but that's dumb well why not wait wait, wait, wait building six. back better go. a
0: minute ago we brought up George Floyd and we're talking about ritually encoded events It is the case that I can't breathe is an anagram for Mm. a better China. And I'm like back then when it happened back in May I'm like a better China what does that mean? And then I see build back well, of course, better. You know like, they okay. said
3: that this was going to be the century the Chinese century. They said that like not years ago. I'm and what's right more, in, I okay,
0: know. build back better ties into this thing of the phoenix, the reset. It has to be brought down first and then you can also spell build mm. back better mm. with sixes mm. instead of Bs if you're using I was watching
3: a video earlier today and I forget exactly which one it was, but they were, it was older, like, you know, old newsreel stuff. And they're talking about reset, just repeatedly reset, reset, reset. And I'm like, oh God, you know, it's just it. So it's, it's what this is. Again, I go back to the 201, you know, this is a reset. It is the reset. Well, what, what are they resetting? You know they're resetting humanity because they're going somewhere. They're going to space, right? Why? Because years ago, seventy-five thousand years ago, you know they 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 fought something in space. And when I say something, well, fuck it, man. It's Yahweh, dude. They, they had a war. They had a. They had. And I'm 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 not I'm not making this up. I'm kind of telling you a little bit about like I I don't know it's true, but I but this is from someone who's you know more important than me it was a long time ago there was a war in peace against the god and it was a faction that exists today on this planet what's the canaanites
0: sorry no don't say sorry i mean look. when, when we look into the symbolism we look into the the nomenclature and all this this really flaunting of the order that's behind things I'm drawn to the conclusion that, uh, yeah, you could pretty much point at a certain set of characters or actors on the world stage. This space war narrative is very fascinating because it's a modern take on an older concept. You know, for example, I look at the space station as the Tower of Babylon, all the nations in the world, one language, internet, on a mission from Earth to the heavens, going vertical. And in the, yep. the Bible, this was yep. the Tower of Babylon, and at this point, God wanted man to spread out, not to go up. And so he tears down the tower. But, you know, I'm looking at these, mm-hmm. like, or something else I'd like to point out. Noah, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Administration, that's the group that tells us we're going to get flooded if we don't correct our, our pollution. And they're they're basically repeating the myth of Noah and the flood. So much of what we're seeing today under the guise of science, specifically the doomsday stuff, it's just straight up biblical all over again. And so we are talking about space wars correlating with this war in heaven, and it it somewhat rings true uh, with with how everything else is. Like Angels are obviously being uh, replaced by the modern concept of aliens as these uh, intermediaries and these higher beings that might save us if we're worthy or judge us if we're not?
3: Mm. Well, that's classical philosophy right there. You know, something that's going to save us. That's classic philosophy because you know what? Uh, No one's going to come to save you. And not only that, but they've done studies on human beings. You know, it's like, hey, if you believe someone's going to come to save you, you're going to be a failure in your life that's they they know that as a fact but if you believe that you are the one who's empowering yourself you will actually like be able to do stuff in your life you know be a productive human being possibly moral and ethical as well who knows but if you believe that god's gonna come save you you know what you're gonna do you're gonna say to me and i've heard this fucking brutal. That I'm going to burn in hell forever because you know whatever make it up.
0: Well, look in the I, modern I, I'm age, I'm not reborn. You will I'm not a
3: reborn Christian or whatever. No, look what they've done, and it's like, oh, I'm going to burn in hell. So wait, so Christians like well, a lot of Christians I know, they're like, hey, you know, oh, oh, you, they say to me, I'm going to burn in hell, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, the fucking first thing I know about Christianity is that thou shalt not judge, lest thou shalt be judged, and it's ridiculous, and. I'm I'm Canadian, so I don't know a lot about like Americans and Christianity in there, but I feel like it's been extremely corrupted by what we call Judeo Christianity. There's no such thing.
0: I'm I'm, look. I'm not quite sure there, but but look, there is something here about the savior thing you're bringing up, because it was the case that you would go to the church for salvation from the world to avoid the fires of hell that you bring up, but today your savior if Noah's right and we're going to be flooded because of the pollution our savior is now uh, the space program that can take us to heaven to save us from the world which Mm -hmm. is what overheating global warming eschatology they reinvented the same fears like if we don't let the scientists purify the world with this scientific holy war we're going to have plagues global warming war and systemic racism you see what they've done And it's a new salvation. You're right. And the vaccine will save us from the new iteration of the devil, which is, of course, COVID-19.
3: Well, uh, you know, no one in their right minds could possibly believe that the vaccine is going to save them from the COVID-19. So, like you, I'm pro-vax, you
2: know.
0: um, Look, I'm pro-anti-vax.
3: Let me me say this too. uh,
0: I I don't want to alienate people here who are vaxophobes. I am pro-anti-vax, so if that's your status, your your position on it, my position is stick and let stick.
3: Well, unfortunately, a lot of people think that this first vaccine round is going to be a placebo. But i got news for them, mate. It ain't going to be a placebo. There's no, there's no placebo. They don't they don't. There's no ROI on a military DARPA project for placebo. It's it's not sugar water. It's mRNA technology. It's gene therapy. Period and a paragraph. That's what it's designed to do. I guarantee it. I'll, I'll bet my life on it. It's not a vaccine. It's in gene therapy. That's what it is. Period and a paragraph. They didn't design a virus in Wuhan. When you saw that picture of Obama and Fauci standing around in a Wuhan lab. They weren't designing a virus. You can't make a virus. They were making a vaccine technology. It's called a software program. It's on the Moderna homepage. You can go check it out. Everyone's hey, seen it.
0: speaking of Wuhan.
3: But what, but what I'm saying. This
0: is, this is actually something, another example of predictive programming. If you watch the original Indiana Jones movies, you know, the, the uh, Harrison Ford, whatever, um, he had a sidekick named Wuhan. Well, Wuhan, was the the Asian side? His that, name was Wuhan. His name was Wuhan, but not only that. But here's a direct quote: His parents and sister died in an influenza outbreak. And so that's from Indiana what? Jones. <laughs>
3: what? Are you serious? Yep, uh, exactly. Because I know about all the pedophile stuff that went on in that movie, but I never heard that.
0: No, I I. Don't know about that. I do remember child slaves, people having their hearts ripped out, the usual Hollywood stuff. I didn't catch any pedivore stuff there.
3: Oh, well, when when Harrison Ford uh, said that he, lo- he, he loved to do his girlfriend, you know, back in the day when they first met in the bar, but she was supposed to be like 16 at the time, so therefore it would have kind of, in, you know, it, it hinted towards that he you fucked her when she was a child well look
0: that's all um it's a scene in the movie it's i'll I'll have to see i mean i mean i remember someone pointed out something else i think it's a league of their own where tom hanks is making a joke to the actress there i've got her i think it's uh uh, whatever her name is he's like she she, she says "Uh, were you ever married and he said she said married children he said uh yeah the first one was a child or something like that so they make these jokes like that which in retrospect aren't so funny but uh, Tom Hanks, right, um, is implicated in a lot of this stuff. Is your opinion on this Pizzagate that it's real, or do you think it's a psyop to make conspiracy theorists look crazy?
3: That's a tough one. You know, I mean, the 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 the, the paintings of the Podesta families that I've seen and all that stuff is absolutely, you know atrocious and I don't understand why these people are even like doing what they're doing but but whether it's pizza related I I think the encoded language is a possibility
0: okay let me me ask you this yes or no you know I want to I want to nail this down yes or no does Anderson Cooper eat babies
3: right I remember you asked us to a caller the other night. So they think you No, but they got the facial cream, man. No, listen, no, fuck that, all that shit. Okay, listen. They yeah. talk about weird shit all the time about life extension, and they make jokes, like you're saying, about how, oh, some people have been alive for a long time. And, and I've seen, like, Cindy Crawford, man, I used to have a poster of her on my ceiling when I was like, 16 years old, you know what I mean? Like 26 years, 25 years ago. And it was like, and she looks the same today as she looked back then. So I'm just wondering, I I just have an honest question. How did I look old? (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay. How did they not look old? I just have an honest question. I got you there. I saw
0: saw a comparison between Tom Hanks, I'm sorry, Tom Cruise, and the actress, the blonde woman in Top Gun from 33 years ago and right, today, right, and he looks yeah. mostly the same, and she looks like his grandmother. And I'm like, okay, yeah, somebody's got the hook up there on the Adrenochrome. Anyway, hey, I appreciate the call very That's all much. I'm
3: saying, too, you know?
0: Yeah. I, got another I don't know whether to call in, they so... eat babies, or I don't know what they do, or they put foreskin cream on their... All right. And phones are open 833-311-1984. Uh, I also want to... Uh, give a shout out here to Wilson I appreciate the uh, support of the channel here Uh, really helpful now for those of you who know uh, because we engage in political speech and hate speech and dangerous misinformation this channel has been demonetized we no longer get lemons, ninja guineas, ice cream or bananas from DLive which does trade for real currency so they defunded us but uh, we're going to build it back up Bring in some more subs, and it won't make a difference in the long run. If you want to subscribe and get live stream notifications, go to InfinitePlaneSociety.com. That's the hub. We're live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes more, uh, depending on how much time I have. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, he was about to talk about something else. A lot of this stuff I don't believe. Like, Look, some people just believe stuff that I think is interesting to believe, but... Like, I don't think it's plausible. Like, for example, I've had callers tell me that they think that there's baby meat in the breakfast burritos at McDonald's. So it's like, okay, stick with the biscuits. Don't take the burritos because you're getting baby meat. And it's like, if you really believe that, wouldn't you call the cops? You know, there's a hair in your food. You get your money back. But these people are serving baby meat and you just opt for something else on the menu. Like, I don't think they really believe it. Oak Lake says, I'm offended about them shutting off donations for this channel. Well, the thing that bothers me is that you had a number of people who had paid subscriptions. So they actually opted in. And that decision was reversed. I hope they got refunded. If you were a paid subscriber, uh, email DLive and tell them you want your lemons back. Tell them you want your lemons back because Infinite Plane Radio subjected you to hours and hours of uh, dangerous misinformation, and you're going to have to go through re education. Okay, so let me see. There's a few other things I want to get to. Uh, we were talking about Michael Jackson wearing the skin of Dave Dave. Quite a lot there. Uh, Michael Jackson is not dead, and it's likely that one of his disguises is, as you'll see here, I believe his name is AJ Michael Jackson has so many faces I'm starting to wonder if you know you notice how he kind of went extreme with the cosmetic surgery you know he might have had his his nose practically removed so he could more seamlessly uh, disguise himself and anyway this is just one example Michael Jackson's not dead you know who else is likely wearing a mask? The weekend, And this is something that's going to come into play next week, so we might as well bring it up. The weekend's going to perform at the Super Bowl. And if you watched his last video, uh, it's, it's a plastic surgery disaster piece. Uh, nobody knows why he did it. It doesn't make sense. Originally, he said that his character was uh, bloody and beaten up um, because he was drunk driving and he's trying to send a warning out to his fans against that kind of behavior. And here you can see his face looks like five pounds of silly putty packed into a like a catcher's mitt and then put back on his face. Like what the hell? Uh, there are many who believe that this isn't even a real person but this is in fact Justin Beaver. Uh, wearing a mask. And the more we point this out, the more he messes with his face, probably to distance himself. Like here he is at the Video Music Awards and his nose is busted and nobody understood. Hey, what's with the special effects? Like how many of you listening right now have a special effects department in your basement? Like I want to have a convincing broken nose today and busted lip. Something else worth pointing out about the weekend, nobody has ever seen his arms. He's 30 years old one of the top-selling R&B acts. Never gone shirtless for the ladies. Uh, and he has been uh, piling on the silly putty in recent days. Very bizarre. Again, nobody can understand why he's doing this stuff. His last video makes very little sense. But it does lend credence to the theory that what you're looking at is Justin Beaver. And this is some kind of subterfuge. If you're new to the theory that Justin Beaver, in order to be relevant to demographics that outgrew him, would have adopted another persona, if you're new to this theory, it's basically that simple. Uh, Justin Beaver put on a mask and for several years has been portraying himself as somebody else. And there's quite a lot to this story that actually adds to it, but I wanna show you one more piece of the puzzle. The most recent video by Justin is called Lonely. I'm not gonna torture you, so I'm gonna mute it. Now, if you look at the first 23 seconds of this video, he's looking in a mirror. It's a young Justin Bieber. And he's singing about how it's somebody else's face. He says, everybody knows my name, but something about it feels strange, looking in a mirror and seeing somebody else. So again, he's alone. Now, the next part, he goes out into an empty auditorium. So I think this is suggesting that nobody sees him. And of course, it's not empty. Uh, It's just that he's not there because he's covered up in a mask. Now, the very next line, after remarking on how he doesn't see himself, he looks to the right and his manager comes in and tells him it's time to go perform. And his manager happens to look exactly like The weekend, or whoever that is in the video. So The weekend actually comes in, and in in the lyrics here, he says something about when he's older, it's all gonna come crashing down and it's killing him now. So it's like, wow, does he feel guilty uh, for having bamboozled his fans and millions of people around the world? And is he subtly kind of giving it away? And with this video, lonely, I would say the answer is yes. Oaklake says he could be an MK ultra victim or a reptilian. Well, there's more to it that would uh, lead to this conclusion that Justin Bieber and the Weekend are the same. We could delve into that. Uh, mutual girlfriends, identical pieces of wardrobe, uh, many other things line up with that. Of course, then you have the strange history of this character called the weekend symbolically, there's quite a lot there, the light and the dark, the duality J and B uh, the names of the Masonic pillars relates here to somebody playing two roles, the name, the weekend, well, what is the weekend? Saturday, Sunday, Saturn and sun. These would be the same, uh, the, the pillars, the black and the white. So it could be some ritual theater. And one other thing, he put out a video called Blinding Lights, and this video came out before the lockdown. The thing about it is, it takes place in an empty Las Vegas, so he's the only one out. So it was already locked down uh, by the looks of this video, so many thought it was oddly and eerily prophetic. What's more, he's portraying the Joker in this video. And then later, this song, uh, Blinding Lights, became uh, one of the first trending songs of the lockdown. And the dancing nurses were performing the Blinding Lights Challenge dance. That was one of the dances they were doing when they weren't twerking. Overthought says, the most used dance song for the dancing nurses. Precisely. And viral, as a commenter here points out, means whatever they decided to go viral. Exactly. Even the phenomenon of viral. You know, they use the terminology of epidemiology to describe thoughts and ideas now because they want to essentially quarantine society against information that they find inconvenient I'm going to go through a few more links and headlines here make sure we haven't missed anything. I think I figured out where the astronauts are when they're supposedly in space. There's a place called Star City in Russia. It's a small town to the northwest of Moscow. And it's the big cosmonaut training facility. Uh, this is the place where Space Cadets was filmed. So, you know, I, I also think, too that this whole concept of faking space with underground bases, I think it's already well-developed, and Mars is probably in Siberia. I think the Gulag system simply went underground. All right, I'm going through a few more comments. Uh, If anybody here uh, just got here, if you want to catch the replay, go to infiniteplanesociety.com, Get on the newsletter. If you're on the newsletter, the archives will show up in your inbox at like four o'clock the following morning. There's still a lot of hope out there, a lot of hopium with the QAnon narrative. So I'm following that very closely. If any of you are following it, we're looking at March 4th as the day that the new America is inaugurated as the old America is replaced and the deep state is unmasked and unveiled. Uh, I don't necessarily believe this, but I'm following these stories as they go. These uh, narratives, I'm following their trajectory. And the goalpost was moved from January 20th, or rather the 19th, which they said was Popcorn Day. It's been moved to March 4th. We're not going to let them take it any further. You don't get to push it to April. Um, I'm very open to the possibility that Bo Biden is still alive and is playing the role of Joe Biden. So uh, debunk it if you can. Another side project. We're going to be working on southpole.lol this week. So if you want to uh, contribute to that, uh, definitely join us at Patreon. Get in the Discord server. Episode 8 is going to be the Mandela Effect special, uh, which... You know, the Mandela effect, for some reason, still exists. I was talking to someone about this earlier. I'm like, how is it that the Mandela effect is still alive at this late in the game? Like, there's no new Mandela effects. And in order to even be effective, you have to be of a certain age. It's at the point where someone's going to name a Mandela effect, and all you're going to hear in response is, Okay, boomer. Because all the Mandela effects are pretty much 80s and 90s uh, pop cultural references. If there's no new Mandela effects, you're not going to have any new converts. All right, so this is one Eye Jack in the Shells, Ed McMahon. Have a great night. Thanks for joining. Thanks to all the callers.
6: I used to be unaffected. Didn't care if the fish had races, only knew that Ed could save us all. What is real? I don't know. Hard to understand. There used to be a corn code in my mind. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Shift us to the new timeline. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Bring me a giant check. Well, the trouble ain't what well, people don't know, it's what they know. That ain't so said the OG crest is acting on romance, man. It's a miracle, it's true. I know my memory is been no food. I've seen the Chinese do get mowed down by the tank seen it on TV, feeding Bates and smiley smiling, a double-bind, i got your mind in and a tasty cup of noodles for your soul. People look at South America, and that's what made me realize.
0: Ha, ha, ha. South America's like a thousand miles over, and again, it was more after that,
6: Well, what will you do when you find out you don't exist? You've been faked out. No gold notches, no box of chocolates in this neighborhood. Well, I was there, man. I ate the Fruit Loops. You know, I seen that movie with Tom Cruise. Please don't take these precious memories from my heart. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Go ahead and leave the gaslight on. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Go ahead and leave the the gaslight on. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Go ahead. Guess that Get yeah, into a little phrase that I like to say called oh, Everyone Knows. Because
4: it seems the and the deniers. Uh, and they literally go around and, you know, these mandela fresh deniers will go around and they'll make videos about how Ryan Staley goes around and says, Everybody knows that we are the best. We're going to talk about that today. we are the best, everybody knows. And you can put the two together and says Everybody knows we are the best, right? <laughs> Fucking double
3: bag for the buck, you know what I mean, baby?